It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Red Sox on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Gabrielle, founder of Girl at the Game, and today is day one, officially, of a baseballless world. Major League Baseball is on hiatus, but Locked On Red Sox is not. And today, the first day without baseball, I woke up from a really weird dream that Dave Dombrowski was sitting, playing piano, in a very Mr. Rogers-like sweater vest. Very bizarre. But clearly, baseball is still on my mind and in my subconscious, even when there's no baseball actually being played. So weird. Also, I know that I promised that this podcast was going to be an escape from the coronavirus and everything that's going on, but I just have to say that I went to Trader Joe's and Target today, and they were both extremely crowded. There was not a single loaf of bread in the bread aisle at Trader Joe's, and the cleaning and toiletries aisles at Target were completely empty. It was so bizarre and weird, and the fact that this is all happening on Friday the 13th just makes it even creepier. I half expected, like, Jason from Friday the 13th to jump out and murder me (laughs) at the Target, and they didn't have any of the things that I needed, so I just bought a family-sized bag of Lay's sour cream and onion chips and a nerd's rope and ate them while I waited in line to pay for them, and then I went home. I really miss baseball. So today, because I don't have any games to talk about, we're all kind of just figuring this out as we go. Instead of talking about current baseball, I want to talk about Dwight Evans, because Dwight Evans is one of my favorite players of all time, and I think he should be a Hall of Famer, but he's not. And the reason I want to talk about Dwight Evans is because I, like many Red Sox fans, follow Sox Notes, which is the official stats account on Twitter of the Red Sox and they had a bunch of tweets about Dwight Evans when the Hall of Fame voting was going on. Dwight Evans hadn't been on the Hall of Fame ballot since the late 90s but this year he was included as a modern baseball era finalist for the Hall of Fame voting and so as part of that the Red Sox were doing kind of like a little campaign to prove that he should be in the Hall of Fame even though anyone who knows about Dwight Evans career would already think that he deserves to be on the Hall of Fame. And here are some of the tweets that they put out that highlight just how spectacular Dwight Evans was as a Red Sox player. For starters, he currently holds the Red Sox record of eight gold glove awards. No other players on the Red Sox have ever had eight or more. The only other players to win that many as a right fielder in all of MLB are Roberto Clemente, who had 12, and Ichiro Suzuki, who had nine. Pretty strong case for him getting in. Roberto Clemente is in the Hall of Fame, and Ichiro Suzuki will likely get in the Hall of Fame when he becomes eligible in a few years. During Dwight Evans' 20-year career from 1972 to 1991, he led MLB with 157 assists as a right fielder. There were 44 outfielders in the Hall of Fame in 2016. If Evans had been inducted, he would have ranked 10th best overall for defensive runs saved with 66, and his wins above replacement would have been 18th best. So he might have been somewhat middle of the pack for some of his numbers, but defensively, he definitely belongs there. Continuing the defensive case for Dwight Evans, there are currently 25 Hall of Famers who played at least 750 games in right field. Dwight Evans has a higher wins above replacement than 13 of them, including Vlad Guerrero Sr., Dave Winfield, and Andre Dawson, who all have been recently inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
From the offensive side, during the 1980s, Dwight Evans led all major leaguers in extra base hits with 605 and led the American League with 256 home runs. In that decade, he also led all outfielders in OPS and doubles. He was the only player in the 1980s with 900-plus RBI and 900-plus walks. Dwight Evans played in the majors for 20 years from 1972 to 1991, and he reached base 3,890 times, more than any other player in the majors. And finally, Dwight Evans had an 840 lifetime OPS. At the time he retired, only 25 major leaguers had played long enough to record at least 10,000 plate appearances and were good enough to record an OPS of at least 825. All 25 of them are in the Hall of Fame, except for Dwight Evans. Unfortunately, Dewey did not make it into the Hall of Fame on the modern baseball era ballot. He needed 12 of the 16 members to vote him in from the modern baseball era committee, and he only received eight. Personally, I think that's pretty ridiculous considering he was also a three-time all-star and led the league in on-base percentage in 1982 and OPS in 81 and 84. He led the league in runs and extra base hits in 1984 and he had four opening day home runs in his career including a first pitch home run in 1986 which was also the first MLB game of the season. If you recall, Ian Happ from the Cubs did the same thing in March of 2018 on opening day on the first pitch. It's one thing if you don't believe that players who used performance-enhancing drugs or don't match the character clause that's part of the Hall of Fame voting should be in the Hall of Fame. But when somebody has proven with their career statistics and their numbers that they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame the way Dwight Evans clearly has, he either outranks or matches so many existing Hall of Famers. There's really no doubt in my mind that he deserves to be in the hall. And he's been open about saying that he doesn't understand the way that the voting works. In 2016, he said, I just don't understand the mentality of the voting. And I think that's fair because if you know that you're as good or better than those people that are enshrined in the Hall of Fame, it must be really frustrating. I know that players don't play just to get into the Hall of Fame. They play because they love baseball. But somebody like Dwight Evans deserves to be there. Most players in baseball are just happy to be able to make it to the majors and say that they got that major league at bat or even that major league home run if they are lucky enough, a major league World Series championship. But if you're one of the few players who actually can say that you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame and you're not in the Hall of Fame when people who are your equal are, it must be really difficult. I really hope Dewey gets his chance. It was really heartwarming to see Larry Walker from the Rockies finally get in this year and his last year on the ballot. It was pretty unexpected. I don't think anyone foresaw his vote percentage jumping that high, but watching him find out that he was going to the Hall of Fame was a total tearjerker moment. And you have to think that these guys feel so accomplished to know that they're going to be enshrined forever in Cooperstown. Even earlier that day, Walker was tweeting that he didn't think it was going to happen and he just thanked all of his fans for their support and said that he was just honored and grateful for his experiences and for the consideration. And so then for him to find out later when he was wearing that awesome Spongebob shirt that he did make it into the Hall of Fame was just amazing. And I want that for Dwight Evans. He deserves it so much. One of the reasons that I'm such a Dwight Evans fan is because he always was that modest guy in the clubhouse. Obviously, I wasn't alive yet, but he was one of my favorites, and I always loved seeing him at Fenway. 
he's such a modest teammate. He was quoted as saying a few years ago, I played along with a lot of guys, Fisk, Yaz, Rice, Boggs, Lynn. I was overshadowed, but that's fine. That's all good with me. I didn't strive for notoriety. I didn't care about it. When I could sneak out the back door of the clubhouse and get home and be with my family, be with my kids, that was a plus for me. And tragically, Evans has lost both of his sons to the same disease in the last year. So for a guy who cared more about his family than he ever did about the fame that comes along with being a Major League Baseball player, it's absolutely heartbreaking to see him lose so much in addition to what is comparably a trivial matter of not being in the Hall of Fame. But it makes me want it for him even more. It also really bums me out that he didn't finish his career with Boston and instead spent one year with the Orioles after 19 years with the Red Sox from 1972 to 1990. The Red Sox released him doing exactly what they often do, which is not appreciating franchise guys and instead having the grass is greener in another ballpark mentality. We just saw them do it with Mookie, and I'm sure that since Mookie's gone, they're going to go and pursue Francisco Lindor this summer instead. Or, you know, just not spend any money at all. But Dwight Evans spent 19 years with the Red Sox, and then they released him at the end of the season in 1990. And he signed a one-year contract with the Orioles, hit se- and he, he signed a one-year contract with the Orioles after that, hit 270 with six home runs and 38 RBIs in 101 games, and then he was released by the Orioles in spring training March 1992. It's just not how a guy like that should go out. You know, not everyone's going to get the send-off David Ortiz farewell tour, but there's something to be said for the lost art of the franchise player. And Dustin Pedroia's one, Dwight Evans should have been one, Carlton Fisk should have been one for the Red Sox too, Carl Yastrzemski was one, Ted Williams was one. Those guys that love a team so much that they want to spend their entire career there, it's just different. And I love guys like that. I root for guys like that. I thought Brock Holt was going to be a guy like that. Obviously, he started his career in Pittsburgh, but he was a Boston guy, the same way David Ortiz started his career in Minnesota, but he's never going to be remembered as a twin. He's going to be remembered as a Boston guy. He's the guy with a bridge and a street and a gate at the airport, the guy whose number they retired not even a year after he was gone. And I just think Dwight Evans deserves better. So this was the Dwight Evans episode of Locked on Red Sox. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at GFStar1, and you can follow Locked on Red Sox at LO underscore Red Sox. And when this episode is over, tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Locked on MLB. Thanks so much for tuning in. Wash your hands. And as always, go Red Sox. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.